Hello, this is Tyler. Tyler, I'm the dealer. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. Doing good, man. How about you? I'm good, dude. Hey, I really appreciate you uh, taking a second to be on uh, my podcast. You're actually my first guest caller at Off the Leash, so I'm uh, really pumped having you on, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for my audience, for those of them who don't know, uh, me and you are actually roommates at UGA uh, way back in our uh, Creswell days. Um you know, but you've actually been a South Carolina fan, you and your family, for uh, for as long as I can remember. Um, so I know you guys are surely pumped about the game this week, right? Absolutely. My parents and I are both going to be there in person. I mean, I've been a South Carolina fan as long as I can remember. You know, I was just raised to root for the Gamecocks, and that was the way it was, man. And my parents took me to all sorts of away games, you know, as far back as I can remember, and home games. So, you know, even whenever I went to Georgia, it's just been embedded in me at that point to just be a Gamecock fan. Yeah, dude, and you know, I've, I've, I've told you this a couple of times. Like, it's, you know, it can kind of be hard to be a fan at a different school, especially in the SEC, but I always kind of really respect it, um, you know, how dedicated you and your family, like you're saying, even at a big school like UGA, and I think people uh, that don't know South Carolina very well, they may not really understand, like, how dedicated and passionate this fan base is. Um, you know, it may not be as decorated, but I'm telling you, like, you guys, you know, as much as I do, like, when we went to that South Carolina game, these guys show up uh, for big games like this, uh, Georgia and Clemson being, you know, some special ones, and they go in, especially early in the season, uh, like they have nothing to lose. And that's why I think, you know, uh, it's being picked as a trendy upset, uh, but I think the energy is a big reason why. Absolutely. I mean, South Carolina fans are some of the more passionate in the country. I mean, they stuck with the team through some 1-10 and 0-11 and and years in the late 90s, you know, before Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier yeah. came around and before Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier came around and really turned around the program. Exactly. But, but yeah, man, I really do think that the environment at williams Wright Stadium is going to play a big impact on the game this weekend. I could not agree with you more. So for those who haven't been to williams Bryce Stadium uh, and heard Sandstorm raging in there, uh, kind of give me uh, an idea of some of your experience there, kind of what the atmosphere is like. Well, I really do think it's one of the more hostile and underrated environments in the entirety of college football. I mean, it gets very loud in there. You know, if you a good, a good clip to go back and watch are some of the clips from the 2012 UGA South Carolina game. Yes. Uh, that is the loudest game that I've ever been to in person, and obviously I didn't get to watch the um, the TV, you know, footage of it, but apparently during the footage, Will, or excuse me, Kirk Herbstreit and uh, Brent Musburger both said that they felt, thought it may have been the loudest environment they've ever been in. <laughs> I believe it, dude. Like, I mean, it's, it, it gets crazy in there, especially in these early season games, like, when, you know, before teams, like, you know, anybody's uh, dreams are dashed, you really believe that early point of the season, and I know GA has had uh, a lot of trouble in that stadium. And uh, my uh, my partner over there, Keegan, uh, on the podcast was doing some homework, and he uh, had said that Georgia has never beaten South Carolina when uh, both teams are ranked, but especially when South Carolina's been ranked in Columbia. It's never happened. Now, I know we have a new coach, and Kirby's bringing some new energy, uh, but you have to – you have to uh, you know, think that Mustang's going to use that, you know, as, as, a, as a driving force. Like, you know, we have a good chance as anybody right now, so let's take this opportunity. Am, am I wrong? No, I absolutely agree with you. I think that Mustang has got the team very confident coming into this game. And Mustang's sort of mindset that he's got with him is, you know, every week is a season. 
we're going to prepare like crazy for every single opponent. You know, we're not going to ever be looking ahead at any point. Every week is a season. That's what he's telling them. And I think he's got them pumped. You know, I'm sure that he's told, you know, that they've, um, that they've sort of focused on some of those statistics, you know, how, how successful South Carolina has been at home against UGA. And I, I think you're absolutely right on that one. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of us, uh, you know, that look into the preseason and try to pick out those games. Uh, I think a lot of people consider this was LSU, even more so now, but Auburn for sure being a rival. But this one, I've seen this one go down so many times, it scares me. But from a South Carolina perspective, tell me some of uh, the strengths of this year's team. Uh, I know, you know, we don't have uh, Jadavion and Spurrier and even Lattimore, some of those old stars, Connor Shaw. But what are some of the strengths of this year's team that maybe some people across the country aren't really uh, looking into? Well, I think the number one strength on this team that some people may not notice is that they are very, very, very good at wide receiver this year. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Debo Samuel is a name that most college football fans are going to immediately recognize. But even oh, yeah. behind him, their number two and number three receivers, Brian Edwards and Shai Smith, those are going to be two names to really keep in mind when you're watching it because they are both very talented receivers. Brian Edwards had over 800 yards receiving last year, and Shai Smith, as a true freshman, had zero drops last year, which is a pretty hard thing to do. For real, for any anybody in any conference in any division, that's uh, that's my easy heat. Um, so those guys, uh, like I expect to hear those names on Saturday, uh, as well as some other people, um, you know, across the country, especially those in South Carolina's uh, fan base that know those guys, but. Who would you say is probably some underrated players, uh, whether special teams, defense, uh, that may make a big impact in the game? I think one guy that you definitely got to keep your eye on is DJ Wanham. Uh, DJ Wanham is a very talented, uh, they call it the butt position. Um, it's yeah. sort of an outside linebacker, um, defensive end hybrid. He rolled his ankle against Coastal, so he may not be 100%. So he may not be 100%, but he's a guy to keep an eye on. He was a two-time SEC defensive lineman of the week last year. Um, another couple of names that I would watch out for, there's a really good cornerback on the team that some people have compared to DeAndre Baker. I think Baker is a little bit better than him, but I do think that his name is Rashad Fenton. And uh, Fenton, Fenton has received some, some good reviews and some good some good praises during a game last year, um, Chad Ochocinco actually tweeted at him and called him Fenton Island, so that was a pretty cool moment for him, I'm That's sure. Nice. That's nice. Now, um, you know, uh, I kind of picked out some five keys uh, that I thought were going to be a key to the game, some of the few being uh, for Georgia's side is, you know, Cheney's play calling. I think everyone understands that UGA is going to be explosive, but his play calling is going to be a factor. Uh, turnovers. Uh, last year, you know, uh, UJ picked the ball off two times. From uh, Jake Bentley, who I expect to ball out, uh, and then we lost a fumble in the red zone early. Uh, Terry Godwin did, uh, so we ended up winning the turnover battle uh, by plus one. But I think at home, you know, we got a little slack. The score has been very different last year, and I think turnover is going to be a big factor going into the game. You have a factor that you're pointing to um, that may change or swing the game in South Carolina's favor. Well, first of all, I absolutely agree with you on turnovers, and I know that's something that Muschamp really, really, really focuses on whenever he's coaching, is turning the ball over, getting takeaways, you know, getting the ball back into the offensive hand. But I think one of the really big main key factors is going to be the line of scrimmage. Um, 
I feel like, you know, UGA's got an awesome offensive line this year, and I think it's going to be really interesting to see if South Carolina's defensive line can get some penetration and try to slow down that run game. And then conversely, I think it's going to be interesting to see if South Carolina's offensive line will be able to protect Bentley and open up some holes for their run game. I could not agree more, Hunger. Uh, dude, I appreciate it. It's good talking to you. I, I'm really upset I'm not going to make it down this weekend, but you know I'll be watching over here in Atlanta. But listen, um, I will touch base with you after the game. We'll, we'll have plenty more to talk about. I really appreciate you taking a second to talk to me, man. This is a, this is a great first call for our show, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, man. I know you're excited, so good luck, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me again, man. Good luck to you guys, too, and go Cox. Hey, no problem. Go dogs over here, and that's signing off for Off the Leash. Talk to you soon, Hunky. Yes, sir. Talk to you soon.